Hello, everybody. My name's Brennan. My name's Gabe. And I'm Parker. And this is Shadow Valley. So welcome back. Um, Today we have a kind of a longer episode for sure. Yeah. Uh, and we all kind of prepared a topic in celebration of Halloween. Oh, yeah. so we're all just going to kind of go around and kind of share what we've done research on and um, just kind of what we we found out. So let's kick it off with Parker. All right. So I'm super stoked on this week. It's actually really fun doing the research, I thought. Oh, yeah. It was, it just like gave you a reason to learn about where this stuff comes from and almost adds a little extra spooky layer to it Yeah, because you're like, oh man, like this might be real. You know, like Dude, everyone. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird because there, there's a lot of the topics we're talking about today. Just got I guess, I don't know if we want to, whatever, I'll just, uh-huh. so it's going to be, Parker's going to talk about vampires. I'm doing werewolves and Brandon's going to do uh, witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is the most terrible witch laugh. I'll have to try again later. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so yeah, but to go along with what Parker was saying, it's like a pony. <laughs> yeah, it did sound like a pony. <laughs> um, it, it's cool because like a lot of these things date back like a long, long time yeah, ago, yeah. and it's hard to like not <laughs> believe it, you know? Because mm-hmm, it's yeah. like, dude, that's kind of weird, like no way that these people in freaking 200 BC were like thinking about this kind of stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. but mind you though, like they were kind of off the, off the rails back then. They had nothing to do, but think about their existence and how shitty it was. (laughs) And they're like, why is it shitty? Oh, I'm going to die from syphilis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My my uncle got chlamydia again. Uh, (laughs) Damn whores. (laughs) Oh, the chlamydia. (laughs) You guys quit fornicating. Gosh, dang it. but yeah, I think it's it's very fun. I think um and and I'm interested in the in vampires specifically mm-hmm. as well just cuz uh they have so many christian ties. Yeah, yeah I think we, we talked about this prior to the episode, but it's funny cuz the like Christians back in the day, yeah. like anything they didn't really understand, they just like pretty much like um like what's that word? They They're labeled like it like the devil. Oh yeah. Essentially. The like, devil. Yeah, yeah. anything anything it was crazy like witchcraft for instance like brennan's gonna go over i'm sure the and then best. vampires the like anything dude anything they didn't understand oh freaking there's a solar cliff the devil bro yeah <laughs> also god's pissed at us yeah or god's pissed at us <laughs> yeah. yeah like yo god's god hates us so he christian sent freaking vampires. Like the best back then yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and so yeah it's so i'll get into it but it's uh it's pretty cool it's pretty interesting and it's uh it's a lot of fun uh, um so vampires, um, as a widely accepted legend, is actually relatively young. It's younger than witchcraft and vampires, hmm. as far as um, in like as far as your Europe's belief and as far as uh, the Western world's belief, mm-hmm. relatively young. Um, but anyways, it originated actually in Bulgaria about a thousand years ago, um, but it wasn't really known to the rest of the world until like the 1700s, which hmm. the witch trials and everything were in like the 1600s. Right. Oh, so, so that was even later. Yeah. So it was oh, like interesting. during the witch trials, Europe probably would have known about vampires, the uh-huh. legend. But um, 
the the Puritans over here in in the U.S. would not have known about uh, about like vampires. vampires at all. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, the concept of the vampire as an undead creature inflicting harm originated in Eastern Europe. Oh, so that's also they didn't. Uh, these vampires that these Slavic vampires were non corporal, meaning they lacked a physical body. They're more like a poltergeist. Mm. Um, and they didn't drink. They weren't originally about drinking blood. They were bringing havoc, um, often as a spreader of disease in a village. Um, but the vampire did not create other vampires with its bite. It was more like a, a poltergeist that just wanted to come and like ruin the village and mm -hmm. just cause havoc. And, and it wasn't, had nothing to do with blood or anything like that. So forgive my ignorance, but uh -huh. what is like, what is defined as a poltergeist? What is that? My, in my head, my definition mm -hmm. is, uh, like a ghost or a spirit, okay. like, uh, yeah. uh, a spirit that's, uh, like it fucks around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the spirit that's going to come in your house and knock shit over and like laugh and leave yeah. is a poltergeist. Right. So it's more like that, but it's like, uh, I think the reason it's more of a, uh, a specific one called the vampire was like, cause it could bring disease and bigger problems with it. It wasn't just like little things it was like mm -hmm. pretty big deals right um but uh the concept so so vampires went like what was believed was they were that poltergeist so the, so nothing was created like nobody was initially like made into a vampire well so they believed that's a good question so that they believed that you your spirit could become a vampire mm -hmm. um if you did these things which were um, if you were a murderer, an alcoholic, a criminal, if your body wasn't buried correctly, or if you had an unnatural death or suicide, then you could become one of these things. And then what also the? later it become, became the bite of a vampire could actually turn you into a vampire. But that wasn't until mm. later as like the legend developed. Right. Dang. Um, my, one of my great aunts, she must be a vampire because that bitch passes out on the front lawn after <laughs> like gosh, six dude. glasses of wine. Yeah, dude, you better burn her body. Like, bro, she's throw like the ashes in the now. river. <laughs> she's like 70 now and she's drinking like crazy. And you'll just like, I swear to God, people just drive past her house and she's just laying on the front lawn with like an empty glass of wine next that's to awesome. her. That's awesome. What dude, a freaking that's champ. Like, what a legend. That's, that's my wild. life. That reminds me of, uh, did you guys ever watch Trailer Park Boys? No. Uh, a little bit. There's a, and I'm sure listeners will probably know, but there's a character named Jim Leahy. Yeah. And he like gets like shit face drunk. <laughs> and uh, that just reminded me of. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Oh, you're good. It's all these freaking werewolves or all these vampires, man, that are yeah. going to be just drunk as shit. <laughs> um, but actually, so and like we're a lot of uh, one of the I'm trying to think if anybody's interested, there's this uh, mini series on Netflix called he's called Dracula, but mm -hmm. it's actually about the battle um, for Constantinople with mm -hmm. like the legit Count Dracula. Oh, I've actually seen that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Huh? It's cool. And then uh, it's like that. It's like a like a nun that like eventually she's like a vampire hunter or something weird like that. Or she mm -hmm. she's like the first vampire hunter. Is that? I'm not sure. I haven't finished the whole thing. Okay. But uh, I watched like the first three episodes, I think. And it's just about like these the two people that know history are going to be so agitated with me. But <laughs> but it's like Count Dracula, which I think he was some he was Slavic, and then there's. Uh, some other guy who was like 
I think it's uh, Valentine, I think, or something. Huh. I don't know. Was it Vlad the Impaler? Or no, Vlad the Impaler is Dracula. Dracula. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So, but oh, they were cool, fighting cool. over Constantinople, and, um, and like, that's, he'd take his, you know, people, and they'd, like, he'd put his body on spikes, and then eventually when they did get Dracula and take Constantinople, they took his head and put it on a spike, like, oh, just to, like, spite him, and just, but anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. So, um... But, uh, yeah, he never actually was believed to be a vampire in that time period. Someone just took his name and wrote the the book Dracula, yeah. which then, like, turned into... Like, what we, well, know, what now. we know now. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, the vampire entered Western history, leaving its seclusion um, fairly late. So, like, there was a war... And uh, it was to blame for, like, spreading this belief. So in 1686, six years prior to the Salem Witch Trials, the German-speaking people of Holy, of the Holy Roman Empire gained control of Hungary and thereby took control of Slavic population. Imperial troops learned the vampire legend from the Slavic peasants during the occupation. Soldiers carried the idea to cosmopolitan centers like Vienna and Berlin. From there, the vampire moved to Paris, from Paris to London, from London to the Americans, Americas. The word vampire first appeared in English in 1732. Oh, wow. So, pretty late. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, and then as the legend mo- moved west, it took a new shape, adding details like a vampire having a body and actually consuming blood of its victims. Hmm. Which actually, so, blood back then... You could drink it medicinally. They believed like your soul was in your blood. Hmm. So if you needed to be healed, you could drink blood and it would heal you, which they had a ton of excess blood because at the time they're also doing like the bleedings to get rid of like um, disease. The bloodletting and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they had all this extra blood. So then people are like drinking. No wonder these people had so many freaking diseases. Yeah, dude. They're drinking other people's blood like medicinally. Dude, that's like, people back in the day were so insane. Oh, I know. They're crazy. It makes I me mean, wonder what we believe today that's like just right. completely false. Yeah. Again, like I think yeah. we talked about it last week, but it's like we talk about the people back then and like how weird or like it was the stupid things they would do. But mm-hmm. I'm sure, like you said, in like a hundred years from now, they're going to look back on us and be like, dude, those freaking fools with their songs were dumbasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they couldn't just Google and think at the same time. Yeah. Like, or, I mean, think to Google something. Like, that's probably going to be a thing in 20, 30 years. I don't know. Really yeah. Have you guys, like, noticed? Um, this is something crazy, a little bit off topic. But, like, we've made something. Google's just, like, a company. And mm-hmm. it made something. But we've turned it into a verb. Like, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. To huh? Google. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like, you go back before the internet was done and nobody was like, yeah, Google. let's just go Google it in the library. Mm-hmm. It's like something that's modern only. And so I think that's interesting to where like we took this company and then we turned it into like a verb, yeah. like to do something. And it's just cause like we used it there. Mm-hmm. That is a pretty significant impact on humanity. When you look at it that way, like yeah. there's, I can't think of any other company that, I mean, I'm not going to go Walmart something, meaning yeah. go buy it, you know, or so that is pretty significant impact. It's had on like society, you know, as a whole. I know that came out of, like, nowhere, but, I mean, just going back to, like, people uh, looking back, they're going to be like, these stupid idiots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got bamboozled by this company, Google, to where they turned it into a verb. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, I now swear. Now no one Googles. 
For real. Somehow, yeah. Everybody Googles. And I bet you, like, in the future, since we made it into a verb, they're just going to be looking at, like, the history. Like, you know, sometimes it's just like, oh, yeah, go Google it in a book. Like, yeah. <laughs> you to search. Like, we've replaced the verb to search with to Google. Mm -hmm. What's funny, too, is um, if you think about how casual our our speaking is now. Yeah. Like, historically, it's just got more and more casual, it seems oh, like. Yeah. Like, in... 50 years, we might just be like nodding our heads, me, 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 like, <laughs> like even less effort than we are now. Did we just go back to Neanderthal? <laughs> oh my God. Oh. We're just regressing. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Tim <laughs> Allen is like, it's true though. Like we turn freaking uh. legit into just like, <laughs> that's lit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> no it's cap, funny. bro. Mm -hmm. What? No cap, bro. I don't even know what that means. Are you serious? I really don't. Like no cap? Like oh, there's that's like that's fact or really? Like like oh no, you're lying sometimes. Yeah. So, so if is you it use like it, no shit, it's kind of like the same. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah, in a, in, in a way. sense. So if you say like, dude, if Brennan were to say, oh, dude, I've got freaking ten eyeballs on my face, like, dude, no cap, like, oh no, you're lying, bro. Yeah. Or if I say. Oh, dude, I am standing here doing a podcast. No cap. It's like, this is oh, factual. like I bullshit you. Right. Know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's it's almost funny. like, yeah, seriously. I live under a rock. <laughs> well, no, like, I was just surprised because, like, I thought you were being facetious for a second there. No, I just don't have social media and don't slang. <laughs> Fair <very> enough. <laughs> but um, when you hang around our mutual friend, <laughs> then you uh, definitely pick up a lot of slang because, you Lucas? know. Lucas? I was trying to keep him anonymous. Bro. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we could bleep right. it he out. Already, he was already on the episode. I mean, he who was? Beep. But like, <laughs> he's just—he's younger than us. And yeah. So He's—he still has like, he still knows all the lingo and right. stuff. Well, he's a rapper. He has to know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's he good has point. to stay uh, like in the in the know still. Mm -hmm. So like, when I hang around him, I'm like picking up all this slang, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I kind of like it because then I could like communicate with those younger gen z's mm -hmm. like we're gen z but like being able to hit the younger gen z too and just be like hey what's up my guy mm -hmm. what's up bro no cap <laughs> <laughs> i'm so hip i know <laughs> that's like awesome when the older generation's like huh whip <laughs> yeah yeah they don't even know what it is to whip now i was doing <laughs> it in junior high i was trying to teach my grandma some slang too oh, i'm sure that went well it's kind of funny. <laughs> like, hey, Grandma, do you know what it means when somebody's like, slay? <laughs> She's like, no. And I was like, well, to slay is kind of like, you know, pop off. And she's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That <laughs> What's that supposed it? to mean? And it's like, um, like, if there's somebody who's just doing something really, really well, like, damn, girl, you slaying that dress. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just kind of stuff like that. And, and she's she just thought like, it was oh. really good to know that. Well, she was just kind of like, she gave me the look like, you guys are fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So that's kind of how that happened. But um, sorry, my guys. Back to the vampires. You're good. Um, so the blood drinking is actually where um, it made a little bit more fear be uh, come from the legend of the vampire. because So because it was actually scientific at the time yeah. that blood is this medicinal thing, then the people are like, oh, okay, so if 
vampires want our blood, it's because they actually have a body. So this is where like kind of the the body turn came into like the legend that the vampires actually have a body. Yeah. And then also if they're on the forefront of science with knowing that blood is medicinal, even though it's totally not. Right. Well, it is if you need blood, but <laughs> other than that, you know. Unless you're a Jehovah's Witness. Really? Yeah, they can't take blood. I didn't know that. Really? That's shitty. <laughs> I would have been, yeah. if I was Jehovah's Witness, I'd be dead right now. For real though, like you would be dead because yeah. you're supposed to refuse blood because like you said earlier, that's where the soul is. Jeez, yeah, I had cancer. I had a lot of freaking uh, blood transfusions, so. Yeah, you, if you were a J-Dub dude, you would totally be dead right now. Wow. For my salvation. You're welcome. Exactly. Um. So they're like, hey, if these vampires want blood and, and they need blood, then, like, that's where the idea of, like, this um, reformed, cultured vampire came from, like, where they're wearing the tuxedo and they have a piano in their house and they're, <laughs> like, all this kind of stuff, like, Normally, when you think about who, like, what would be in a vampire's house, it's like all these things to do with culture. Even like Twilight, like Edward could play the piano, and he knew all this stuff about like yeah. classical composers mm-hmm. and shit like that. Um, and so that's kind of where this started. Was they must be civil, cunning, intelligent creatures, and it actually made Twilight's people. Twilight's like my goal, bro. I want to be a sexy vampire. Dude, but so I mean, Dorothy watched up. it recently. Yeah. And um, we're like, Bella is so freaking annoying. Yes, she is. just as annoying. Jacob's the only person with her shit in this whole thing. And he <laughs> wants Bella. And she's like, why does he want her to go get a hot wolf like chick or something? I just, she's like the most emo person ever. Well, and she oh doesn't even talk. God. She just like breathes and looks annoyed. <laughs> she just sighs all the time, yeah, too. She, she is the worst. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, and you're like freaking. She's moody. like a freaking ghost where all they do all the time is just go like, ooh. Yeah, that's. <laughs> she got paid millions just, just to look annoyed. Literally. Basically. But, okay. Um, that's Kristen Bell who plays that, right? Yeah. She plays the same role in like every single movie she's in. I haven't seen any other movie she's in. She doesn't smile ever. <laughs> Maybe she's got bad teeth. Oh. Mm, I don't know. She's rich. That's fair enough. She is rich. Man, if I could have that kind of money, I wouldn't be. He's like, I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys. (laughs) I wouldn't be wasting times with my friends on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Nah, dog, we'd be hanging out every day. Your bills would be gone, dude. That's thoughtful. Brendan's like a millionaire, and he's like, I'll cover you guys, dude. That'd be so sick. That's what I want to do. I want to get rich and just build a commune that's just me and my bros. Yeah, me, <laughs> me and the boys. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, don't worry about utilities. I got it for the rest of your life. Like, how sick would that be, man? That'd be sick. That'd be hella sick. Like, if I could afford to do that, I totally would just because, like, then you don't have to worry. And, like, you can kick it whenever you want to. Um and I wouldn't need to leave fucking Utah because it's getting expensive here. <laughs> <laughs> no one has to lock their doors because we've got a gated community that's just all full of uh, dude. We shadow valleys. Totally polygamous too. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm not down with that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've already I'm already done with that. <laughs> You'd yeah, be barking up the there, wrong tree die. for yeah. polygamous just because like. I don't swing that way if you guys mm-hmm. are picking up what I'm putting down. Oh, but, nice. like, when you brought up the commune, it made me think of the sister wives. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they live on a commune. They kind of got that gated community mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. with an, like, entire cul-de-sac to themselves. That's nice. Yeah, it is nice. You, you can, can always do borrow eggs like from that. your neighbors because it's your sister. So, <laughs> yeah, my God. 
Anyways. Um, <laughs> amazing. Except for they got a divorce. One of them got divorced. Oh, good yeah. Good for them. Hmm. Good for them. Get out. Get out while you can. You don't deserve a man who has other pussy beside you. Mm-hmm. Or butthole. Yeah, or fair butthole. enough. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like the Salem witch trials, it was actually dangerous for you to even believe, believe to be a victim of a vampire because they're like, well, that's also too, like once this got more scientific, they believed vampir- vampirism or vampirism prism however you want to yeah however you want to pronounce it they believed it was actually like a a virus Hmm. and so if you're the victim you'll get the virus and that's where the bite turning you into a vampire became Mm -hmm. a thing yeah is you'll get this virus and then so if you were even a victim they would still want to kill you and burn you because you now carried the virus just so. in case. It's almost like the, like the witches. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. It almost reminds me of, uh, did you guys ever read uh, I Am Legend or watch the movie? Oh, yeah, yeah both. Yeah, so like, I and it's interesting because it, it, it almost follows that same idea mm-hmm. of vampires. You know, it was like a virus that turned all of them or some like weird thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's cool that Didn't they- did come uh, from like a cure for cancer, supposedly? Because uh, it was the Crippen virus. Was it? I don't remember. Dude, yeah. it's been a long time. I should probably read that book again. I it's have good. It. It's good. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. I um I've always thought World War Z is the most likely way for zombies to be a thing. Cause in World War Z it's also a virus. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yeah. If there's any way zombies would be a thing, I don't think it'd be necessarily like, like the dead coming undead. out of their yeah. graves. I think it'd be people just having a virus that's cannibalistic. Mm-hmm. And it's actually there is a virus like that in nature where mm-hmm. like It'll infect the brain of like birds and yeah. stuff like that. And like, do you think it'd be like a virus, a fungus, maybe a prion? Like, which one do you think it'd be? Do you think, or uh, I don't think it'd be a bacteria. Well, I think, a, I think the like, most. What like, do you think it would be? Because, you know, you have in The Last of Us, it was a fungus. Right. And, and that's, then, I think that's the most like, um, we're believable. not built for that too. Right. And that's the thing because a virus eventually dies. Right, your right. your body will eventually beat it, and because it's it it just can't handle. That's why you get a fever, right? Right, you get a fever because your body heats up to kill the virus, and a, a virus will never be able to evolve to a point where unless somebody makes it. Yeah. Um. But a fungus, like, we have no it, defense. That's the freaky thing about funguses that it's like, that is Fung like guy. A, yeah, <laughs> that is like a living thing. You know, that's a and it can evolve. Yeah. And so. I don't know, dude. That the Last of Us is freaky because they say it in the beginning of like the show, and if you played the game, it's um, like the world they evolved these these fungus evolved from just going to to regular like animals to humans. Yeah, because our internal temperature is a lot warmer, right? But and our lungs the, are so moist, right? But if the world and the, the the like our Earth gets too hot, those things yeah. have to evolve, and that is like. That literally could happen to us. You know, those mm-hmm. things could evolve and then they could eventually move over to humans. Yeah. Which is just a, like a terrifying thought. That's freaky. Anyway. I mean, yeah. the closest you can get with like a virus is like maybe a rabies mutation. Yeah. Something like that where you just come and become like freaking insane. Just <laughs> well, it's like mad cow disease is yeah. basically. That's a prion. Is it? Yeah. It's just a misfolded protein. Really? So yeah. when I worked in the medical laboratory, you had to be very careful with anything like mad cow, because if you touch like a prion, mm-hmm. since it's just a misfolded protein, like your cell will start making that misfolded protein really? and you can get like infected really easily with a prion. That's wow. sketch. Like, 
we had to make sure that stuff was bagged. There was no leakage. Like it had to be double bagged before you sent it to the lab because it was so Jeez. like, it's so dangerous to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, like prions are messed up and there's nothing you, there's no treatment for them really mm-hmm. either. It's just kind of like, well, hopefully it just goes away. Yeah. Your but, body can just stop making that protein and switch back to the regular. Old that's stuff. crazy. Exactly. That is insane. It was crazy no, no, when no. I was there in the lab and they were like, yeah, cause you know, I don't even think I was allowed to mess with that stuff when it came in. Mm-hmm. Like the minute we saw like what test it was and whatnot, we had to like stop right there. And I think we had to alert one of the people like above us, like, Hey, this mm-hmm. is a piece of brain matter. Um, cause we saw everything. Uh, and sometimes like the brain was fine to like continue with. It just mm-hmm. depended on the test, mm-hmm. but sometimes there was like brain matter and it would say it's testing for, uh, I think it's called like the actual name is like Kruschitz Fitzgerald disease or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, probably am. But, um, yeah, if we ever saw a test for that, like we had to stop alert somebody. And I think we actually had to change our gloves after washing our hands again. And we were dressed up in full on protective gear. Like we had face masks on Mm -hmm. and then like face shields. Wow. And we had to change all of our equipment. If that was there, we had to immediately take off the protective gown and like change this whole thing and kind of decontaminate before we were allowed to go through our workstation. We had a spray down our work, uh, content or work area too, with this strong, um, like chemical, everything killer, mm-hmm. uh, sulfuric acid. That's kind of, it was called Sklar. Uh, and so you had to use the Sklar to kind of make sure everything was dead. Isn't that the planet where God lives? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but, um, no, like that's as close as we could probably get. Like, I don't know. Prions are messed up. They're one of the like most infectious things, in my opinion. I can't tell you for sure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because it's so easy, like just one contact with it, and yeah. you can get messed up for the rest of your life. That's freaky. Yeah, yeah, that's super scary. It's like vampires. Yeah, basically mm-hmm. a little lick from a vampire, and boom, it could be a misfolded protein. Like, uh, <laughs> like actually, now that I think about it, I mean, because you think of vampires, they can't go into the sun. Um, their body's not producing like the stuff to let them go into the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously they're not getting a protein they need mm-hmm. um, in order to do that. Uh, and then if all it takes is for them to transmit it through like saliva and stuff, because I think you can spread mad cow that way too. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to 100% say that. Right. But um, yeah, it could be like this protein deficiency. Right. That mm-hmm. leads to vampirism. And all it takes is them to like bite you to give you it. Which is terrifying to think about, like, this human chasing you, trying to bite you. <laughs> I mean, it's just not normal. It's freaky. Yeah. yeah it Dude. Is, um, no can you joke. think about it back then? Like, if you were just living your life, like, now it would be like, dude, why is this guy chasing me? I'm yeah. going to call mm-hmm. the cops. Yeah. You know, but back then it was just like, you see some depraved human. Get away. Yeah. Doth thou worship <laughs> the devil? Get away. Well, like, no joke. Like, Do not toucheth my buttocks (laughs) so i live in like a crime ridden place and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like homeless there they're not tweakers those are in ogden Mm -hmm. but like all the gang violence is down where i live Mm -hmm. um and i like to go on walks at night which isn't the smartest thing but it kind of helps me decompress after work yeah and i can't tell you how many times i've almost been bit by a homeless man serious what yeah like i've been i've almost been bit by the homeless before like multiple times 
And they get pretty darn close, and they're pretty savage. Like <laughs> dodging vampires since they're on spice for sure. But like <laughs> smelling salts, <laughs> for smelling real. salts. They they crazy they're just on that Brennan grind. Mm-hmm. So like all nice the nice Colombian Brennan, <laughs> all this freaking Dry roast. vampires are by me. That are their freaking zombies. Yeah. <laughs> so just like stay away from them. Um. You need to get one of these kits that they actually made for vampire hunting, which blows really? my mind. The church, I just in carry Europe, my hollow points. Yeah, that's a that's better. I think that's <laughs> way more effi- effective and efficient. They just had like little balls they shot out of pistols back then. <laughs> they didn't have hollow points, huh. but um, the church in Europe in the 1700s, um, they like. They hired people to be vampire hunters. It was like an actual what? like profession. Nice. Um, like kind so of like sick. how you could be an exorcist or something yeah, like Van that. Van Helsing. Yeah, like yeah, Van Helsing. Like Van Helsing, yeah. And uh, they made these kits. And like anyone could get the kit. You didn't have to be like a hunter. But um, it, came with, it came with things like uh, had a rope, a pistol, a silver bullet, a w- wooden stakes, a crucifix, and holy water. What? And like there might have been a couple other things in there too, but that was like the big things. Huh. So you use these things to hunt vampires, um, and yeah, this is definitely a time when anything out of the ordinary is the devil, you mm-hmm. know. And it's just, yeah. it's funny because I'm like, I want to know how many people innocent or how many innocent people were killed by these vampire hunters. <laughs> real, like dude. throw a cross in your face and you're like, ah, and it's because some crazy man's holding a cross in your face, yeah, not yeah. because you're scared. And he's like, ah, vampire and stakes you through the heart and you're dead for no reason. <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck? What just happened? Now it's oh a bruh gosh. moment. Dude. Yeah. And you're, you're like, sitting there with a stake in your heart. You're like, bruh. You're <laughs> shooting me right now. <laughs> um, I would call the ambulance, but guess what? It's the 1700s, and if I pull this stake out, I'm just gonna die faster. So I don't know what to do. And like, it's just like the witch trials are like. I mean, in Europe, they killed hundreds of people for being witches. Uh-huh. In the U, uh, in you know the colonists and Dude. stuff over here in the Puritans, they only killed like, I think around 30 people. For I know being what that witches. guy did with the stake in his heart mm-hmm. when he got stabbed. He was just there, and he was like. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> like Obamacare is going to cover this. <laughs> now, my, now my wife's got to organize a funeral. And then on top of that, th- I have to be cremated because I they think I'm a vampire. And they're going to throw my ashes in the river. That's so nuts. Oh, so, uh, yeah. So what a time to be alive. I'm really glad we don't live then. Yeah, for real. Um. Anyways, that's kind of the gist, the origins of it. Um. Uh, I just got a couple stories. Um, I'll, I think, how many stories should I go into? How much more time do you want me to spend? You can go as long as it takes, bro. Okay. We already talked about it being okay. a longer episode. It's going to be okay. juicy with information. All right. Um, <sighs> so people were actually so scared of vampires that they'd pin their dead to their coffin so that even if they became a vampire, they couldn't get out. So they like put stakes through a dead body in the coffin and like nail them down or they'd like tie their limbs together or um they'd cut their heads off and place it behind them so they couldn't see where they're going yeah for sure like that uh so it was it was a crazy time to be alive yeah um definitely that would be like uh you know i'd feel like a drug addict being alive there it'd be so trippy all the time (laughs) yeah no joke and also just like the insanity man um, so this, I thought this story was really interesting. So in the town of Brislaw, which is in modern day Germany, hmm. um, there's a vampire that was supposedly terrorizing the townspeople in life. He was a local shoemaker who had committed suicide for eight months. 
Townspeople told stories of him coming to their rooms in the night, and he'd smother them with a grip so hard it left marks. They eventually dug up his grave, found the body, and they said it was untouched by decay. Whoa. And it had been eight months. So, and then they said the limbs were not stiff like most corpses are after only a matter of hours, which is... Like, it doesn't take long for a body to get stiff after it's yeah, dead. Yeah, it almost immediately starts dis- decomposing. Yeah. And then on his feet, it said the skin, his normal skin had, like, begun to peel away. Um, and then a newer, harder skin was, like, growing in to replace it. Sounds like, like a lizard. Yeah, lizard people. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, um, and then they'd cut off his head, dismembered his hands and feet. But anyway, um, so what they did with this guy after they, you know, dug up his body, they ended up. Um, they so, cu- so his skin started getting hard. Right? Yeah, that's that what they say. Okay. Yeah. That's so um, weird. And, but they, they ended up, they cut off his head. <laughs> They're so <laughs> thorough. They cut off his head, dismembered his hands and feet, then cut his heart out of his back. And they said, back, why not through the front? What the hell? I don't know. There's ribs either way. Oh, I I guess that's true. Well, maybe it's easier to get through the back. I don't know. No, I feel like it'd be easier to go through this, like the sternum. There's a lot of cartilage there. Yeah, I have no idea. It's just, I don't know. Just, yeah, what if you just, so they couldn't see it coming for sure. Freaking go underneath, rip the heart out. I don't know. I don't know. Is that diaphragm muscle right there? Oh, yeah. But what if he wasn't yoked? Well, Everyone has the but it's still there. It's just weaker. Yeah. Just I yeah, just. <laughs> I mean, that's what the what the whoever when they did those. Do you remember learning about in history when they did those uh, when they like cut the people open like in Chichen Itza and stuff, mm-hmm. and they'd reach their hand in there while they're still alive and freaking rip their heart out. No, I don't remember that. Dude, I about passed out when they're talking about it. I was like, holy, because our teacher was like, most likely you could feel someone's like hand grab their heart. Which, like, we don't think That's about terrifying. our organs being able to feel anything yeah, because yeah. they're just, like, but always you, you existing can, in the yeah. same place. But, like, yeah, can you imagine feeling someone's hand wrap around your heart and just, like, rip it out? Like, oh, man. That'd oh, be that'd crazy. be so freaky. Mm-hmm. Wait, so did you guys ever, I don't know if this was the same, but, like, in a health class, did you guys ever get a feel, like, with your bare hands, like, pig lungs, why the teacher, like, pumped it up? No. Mm-hmm. That was, like, that was really fun. Yeah. Um, because they would do like the regular pig lungs, lungs, mm-hmm. and then the cancerous pig lungs too, with mm-hmm. all the tumors, and you got to like feel the same thing, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, so this is what my smoking will turn into. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, they cut off his head, dismembered his hands and feet, and then cut his heart out of his back. His heart was said to look as healthy as that of a freshly slaughtered calf. Oh my gosh! They then burned all the body parts in a pile. And in the morning, took the ashes and threw them in the river. Nice. What? This was, uh, this was actually interesting. This was in Prussia in 1591. So this even backdates all of the... Like all the other yeah. folk- folklore and stuff. Yeah. Well, so this anything. is... I'm no geography major, but I think Prussia is closer to Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. So um, that makes sense why they had the, uh, the legend a little bit sooner. Sooner, yeah. But like, oh my... But so this was probably the time when they didn't believe he's going to come for their blood. He was just out there making mischief for the town. Yeah. Is what they would have believed. So um just groping people. Yeah. <laughs> and then these are these aren't really stories. These are just like examples of vampires in um the North American area. Mm-hmm. Uh So, let's see. On May 20th, 1854, Horace Ray of Connecticut 
was exhumed and had his heart destroyed to stop the continued deaths of his relatives. His relatives just kept dying, so they're like, oh, this guy must be a vampire, so they dug him up and had his heart destroyed. Oh, wow. Which Good is... for them. Yeah. 1854. That was not that long ago, <laughs> like, relatively. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've been nuts for not that... For a long time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're just the craziest apes in history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one's kind of... <laughs> this one's ridiculous. Um, in a cemetery in Exeter, Rhode Island, I hope I pronounced it right, um, is one of America's most noted vampire cases. They believed a lady to be a vampire... So they exhumed her body, cut her heart out, put it on a rock, and burned it, then fed the ashes to someone of her family that was dying of tuberculosis. Oh, my god! Yeah. So they thought that she's dying of tuberculosis because her relative was a vampire. Oh, and so, like, to, like cure her it was yeah. like oh i'm gonna give you the ashes of yeah your i'm sure that relative's heart <laughs> i can kind of see that because like what when you have tb like you start coughing up blood too i don't know brandon you shouldn't kind of be able to see that bro <laughs> you should not feed you, you anybody you can a see the logic oh. you can see the logic but it's still ridiculous <laughs> right i thought you were like dude i could kind of see why that makes sense like <laughs> i would do that who wants to eat ashes <laughs> here's your dead relative's heart ashes Brand's like, hell hungry. yeah. Yeah. Can I have a, can, can I get some ketchup with this shit? <laughs> Yo, you got barbecue sauce? It's kind of like in South Park where he was all like, is it chocolate milk mix? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And put it in his milk and like, this is the worst chocolate milk mix ever. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember what's <laughs> <a> dead friend. <laughs> so what's crazy about this too is her headstone um, said something about like, I'm watching and waiting for you or something. Dang. So, I don't know why. I couldn't really find more info on it than that. And yeah. It said something like that. I might be, like, paraphrasing a little bit, but said something like that. Do you um, want to know something crazy? There's a headstone in the Salt Lake Cemetery that says, six. like, it has this person's name on it, and then it says, 666, victim of the beast. Mm-hmm. Weird. Like, that's, that's what freaky. it says, and nobody knows what it means by, like, victim of the beast. I'm sure it was some... Brigham Young was like, yeah, freaking kill him. Yeah, oh get, him, get him. Bring him young and bring him often. Mm-hmm. That's his nickname. <laughs> oh, his nickname is actually the Lion of the Lord. Nah, bring him young and bring him <laughs> often. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, All right, here's like the spookiest story. Okay, yeah. this one's a little bit lengthy, but it's not. I'm, I'm about done after this. Um. So the basic story of the vampire of Kroglin Grange. So um, all these authorities have attempted in various ways to... When is this? What's the time frame? You know, I don't actually know. Oh, sorry. You continue. You're good. Um, But uh, anyways, one night... Okay, here we go. Sorry. Three unnamed siblings, a sister and her two brothers, rent an old house known as Kroglin Grange, which lies in a remote spot overlooking a churchyard. One night, the woman is disturbed by the sight of a figure moving across the lawn in the moonlight, and soon a sinister, brown, skeletal apparition with glowing eyes appears at the bedroom window. Hmm. Petrified with fear, she watches as the creature picks away at the uh, at the lead, holding the window glass in place along or place with its long, bony fingers until one of the panels falls out and the figure reaches in, opens the window, catch, and is soon advancing across the room towards her. Finally, as it drags her across the bed and sinks its teeth into her neck, 
The par- paralysis is broken, and she utters a piercing scream, which both alerts her brothers to the danger and also seemingly drives the vampire away. The two men find their sister unconscious and bleeding from the throat while the beast of Krogland Grange makes its escape into the night. The brothers take the young woman on holiday to a Swiss resort to recover from the experience, but at her insistence, they return to the Grange where all appears to be normal. Several months later, again on a moonlight night, the sinister scratching sounds again at the window, heralding the appearance appearance of the same cadaverous-looking horror. Hmm. This time... The girl is able to scream a warning, and her two siblings burst into the room, driving the apparition away. As it flees across the lawn, one of the brothers aims with her rifle and manages to fire a single shot into one of its legs. Hmm. The following morning, the men follow it, which is good call. I would not be following that thing in the no, middle dude. of the night. No, we'll wait till morning. Um, but the following morning, the men follow a trail of fresh blood into the adjacent churchyard, which leads them to the mausoleum of a local family. Inside, all of the coffins have been vandalized, save one, which contains the brown and mummified creature with a lead slug lodged in its leg. The usual ending to the tale is that coffin and its contents are burnt to ashes, thus ending the rampage of the vampire of Krogland Grange. Um, But anyway, so that's, that's, there's a lot of kind of different versions of that story, I guess, but... Um, most of the details stay pretty significant. They shot it in the leg, mm-hmm. it ran away, they burned the ashes, whatever. But a lot of people theorize it could have just been like some type of serial killer, some mm-hmm. type of rapist, some type of like crazy, uh, some type of like crazy person just mm-hmm. in general. And yeah. uh, but, anyways, that is the story of Crokeland Grange, which mm-hmm. I thought was. Uh, yeah, I wish I had a time period. I might be able to find it. That's kind of freaky that, that how they described it as like bony hands and he was uh-huh. like, like the I I just imagine like like almost like a scratching at the window, you know, or like a like yeah. a like tacking, you know, like the like It's so eerie, man. Yeah, I just don't it's freaky. So it says um it would have happened between eighteen seventy five and eighteen seventy six. Mm-hmm. An old house. So an that's old a, house. that's a little over a thousand years ago mm-hmm. in the story. Okay. Yeah. Wow, or not a thousand years? Were no, you yeah, yeah, a thousand years. I can't find think. anything on modern day vampires like the ones that are like, "Oh, I'm so different, mom." What's kind of hot topic? Yeah, that's the interesting thing that I feel like. I feel like vampires has come kind of like morphed into more like, um, like I don't know how to phrase it. Like almost like a not like elite, but more like um, posh, if you will. Like vampires now are just like, or I guess a modern idea of a vampire is more like. Like the Edward vampire, like yeah. from Twilight, you guys were talking about. Um, but yeah, thanks for talking about that. That yeah. was a vampires are sick, man. I, I, like I said, and I'll start talking about this now, but um, vampires and werewolves have always been linked, in my opinion. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, they've been linked <laughs> Love just my sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> they always remind me of a moan a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's my werewolf my best your best werewolf nice um but yeah they they tend to be linked quite often i think because just as like modern movies and stuff of the western world is like like van helsing for instance Mm -hmm. you know van helsing is a is a vampire hunter but then he ends up turning into werewolf and it's like they've always had this kind of clash together yeah um but the interesting thing is like you said that vampires came much much later than werewolves actually Mm -hmm. um and I'll I'll kind of go dive into that real fast. So there's 
to do with origins on werewolves, it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of different scholars and people out there that say that there's, so I'll just give you guys like a breakdown of what the, I guess, ideas where werewolves initially started. So there's a few different ones. So there's the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, then there's the story of Zeus and King Lycaon. Mm-hmm. And then there's Nika, and I but my butcher this name, but Nikaraus, Nikaraus. Um, so that was another werewolf type. Um, and for those of you that don't know what the Epic of Gilgamesh is, it was like stories of old, pretty much like the, almost the, like the first dated stories that people could find. Um, so it's it's one of the oldest literatures known to human history, and it was considered to be 18th century, so over. 3,800 years old. So it's an old, old text, old text. And so there's references. And this is where kind of it gets a little choppy. So some people think that in the Epic of Gilgamesh, there was no reference to werewolves um, because the story as it goes is there's there's this uh, goddess, Ishtar. Mm-hmm. And uh, this goddess is like, she hears about this guy, this, this shepherd that um, lives down on earth. And uh, she hears about his beauty. So she wants to go, like, mm-hmm. hang out with him, check him out, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this uh, this goddess goes down, and this is all in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, and this goddess goes down, and she starts and he's talking. actually but ugly. Yeah, yeah. Just can you kidding. imagine? He's just a freaking ugly <laughs> ape. Um, so she goes down and starts talking to this guy, and, and they start hanging out, blah, 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 this and that. And uh, eventually she's like, well, I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And then... This guy, this shepherd's like, nah, bro. Because apparently the, and again, I, I might butcher this and hopefully I get, I'm trying to get all my uh, details correct, but apparently Ishtar was very uh, um, giving, if you will. She liked to uh, see a oh. lot of people. Um, <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> I respect a woman who gives. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah. So this guy's like, yo you were with this guy, you were with this guy. She's, he starts pointing out all of her like ex lovers and stuff. And he points out a specific person um, that was also a shepherd. And he, or sorry, uh, he was like a, oh, what was it? Sorry, I, I might not get that right. But he eventually made Ishtar mad and mm-hmm. she turned him into a beast. And they like describe it to be like a, a creature, a wolf-like creature, but they never specifically say a wolf and so that's where the story varies like a lot of people say well no that's not the first telling of a wolf Mm -hmm. um but it very well could be um but she turns this guy into a wolf to be cursed essentially Mm -hmm. for the rest of his life and so this whole story goes on and that's why the shepherd doesn't want to be with ishtar because he doesn't want to be turned into a wolf and then murdered by the freaking hounds and crap and whatever um so that's the first one Mm mm-hmm and then there's the second one with King Lycaon. Um, and that's actually where we get the word Lycan and, and all that stuff. Um, so King Lycaon and his kids, and there's multiple different iterations of this. Um, so I'm just going to go with the one, but just know for the listeners and you guys as well, there's different ideas and, and different uh, speculations on this one as well. But King Lycaon and his kids, King Lycaon didn't believe that Zeus was all-knowing essentially, um, because he was the, the highest God, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so he wanted to check with him or he wanted to see if he was all knowing. So what he did was he sacrificed one of his kids 
He killed his kid and then he cooked him up. He made him. Yeah. I feel like there's better ways to do this. Right. But. He, uh, what he does is he makes his son into a meal, like a mo- the most irresistible meal. Uh-huh. Um, as you do. Yeah. As you do, you just murder your son and you make him a, a little grubby dubby for you. <laughs> Freaking um, meat sandwich. Yeah. And so he makes him into a meal and then Zeus comes over for dinner and he gives Zeus this meal. He enjoys the night, and Zeus is eating. He's happy, and he's like, oh, that was great. And so after this, Zeus does find out that that was his son, and he is furious at this point. You know, He starts freaking out. He starts like, um, like killing everybody around. He kills all of his sons. Or sorry, he doesn't kill all of his sons. So, and like I said, I've done multiple different research or different uh, studies on this um, specific story, and, and a lot of them, it goes differently like his son's um, willingly sacrifice themselves or all of his sons don't believe him. And so they like start lying to Zeus and stuff like that. And so he punishes Mm -hmm. all of them. But in this story, um, he kills everybody. And then, uh, he goes to King Lycaon and he curses him. He shoots a lightning bolt down at him. And it is said that his arms turn into like wolf, like paws almost Uh and big, like big. And then that is his robes and stuff turned into hair. And so, again, this one's another one of those that, like, people don't want to say that that was, like, a werewolf because there's no, like, direct evidence that, oh, they said it was a wolf transformation. Mm -hmm. Um, So that one is a little, in my opinion, holds a little more weight just because it's, it kind of, like, in the the story, it describes it as a wolf. Yeah. But they don't say it is. So... Mm -hmm. Um, then the other one is the, is, um, oh, what's his name? The story of Nika, Nika Rouse. Again, mm-hmm. I, I might be butchering that, but the story is that he goes out hunting, um, and he's like with some people and for whatever reason <laughs> they go, um, they go in, oh, the names of the two people are in, again, these names are really weird. So it's <laughs> in Culp, in Colpius and Gita. We'll call him Colby. Yeah. <laughs> but they go into uh into a graveyard and both of them take off their clothes and then transform into werewolves or wolves. Um then they run to the town and then so Nikaros runs over and he's like wondering what the hell just happened. And um he goes into the town and it's all slaughtered. There's only one lady that comes up to him and is like, This horrible thing, this wolf just came by and murdered everybody. Mm-hmm. And that is also another one of the first like um stories about it. Uh that people like bring up werewolves and wolves and whatnot. Um in terms of origin, I guess. But there's no real like specific spot where it started. Which mm-hmm. I find interesting because all of this is like really old stuff. Obviously, like with the with the um the gods and, and whatnot, and then the Epic of Gilgamesh is mm-hmm. so old. Um, it's, like, the, been influenced by a huge game of telephone of, like, oh, handing yeah. down the story from family to family or person to person. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, I'm sure, like, had some manipulation mm-hmm. in intentional or not over yeah. thousands of, or hundreds of years, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that and that's the other thing that I, um, that I was uh, talking about earlier is, like, this stuff is so old that if these accounts, like the Epic of Gilgamesh, if it's all legit, like it's hard to like, I guess, disprove that werewolves and stuff wouldn't be real. Maybe they're not to an extent now, but they, I don't know. 
just is weird to me, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, anyway, so another story, I guess other, and there's a lot of different, um, like werewolves around the world have been pretty known. Like for instance, we talked about it last episode, but the uh, Celtics and the Druids. Mm-hmm. So that's like to do with Norse and, and with them, it was more about shape-shifting. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of ideas about shape-shifting that you could turn into like whatever creature almost that you wanted to. Um, so there is some saying that there were um, werewolves or a sort of werewolf that the hunters were turned into. So what they would do is get the skin of the werewolf and then put it on. And that like would be a skinwalker. Yeah, like they call them skin changers. Um, but yeah, it's essentially like a skinwalker. Well, not really essentially because I guess, yeah, I guess so because you can, you put on like the, the mask or no, that's a, that's a, a wig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sorry. So yeah, it is said that these guys would put on, a um, the skin of the wolf and they would turn into a wolf for 10 days. And during those 10 days, the idea was if you can avoid like killing or you can avoid, uh, like eating humans or, or having blood mm-hmm. that you would turn back oh. after the 10 days. Um, it's a long time. Yeah, it is a long time. And so, but the thing is that like, and as, as many of us know, there's, um, there's quite a big distinction and that's the difference between, I think a big difference between vampires and werewolves is that a vampire is a vampire always. It doesn't just turn off. Oh yeah. Um, but a werewolf in a lot of different tales, it could be an unknowing change, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they're two different people. They, they really do a, like the, the themes and the mythology behind it always want to separate the human from the werewolf uh, because yeah. they are different. Um, and in this case, like they're very different. And so they say, well, a wolf would hunt and kill, but if you can avoid doing it, you'll like be able to keep changing into a wolf and do whatever as long as you don't kill anybody. Um, but eventually, this this tale, there's two, there's a son and a uh, a father and a son, mm-hmm. and the son goes on like a rampage. He kills a bunch of people, and then uh, he's like cursed to be a wolf forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tale goes on that eventually he figures out how to kind of switch back and forth. Um, and so that's another tale of like where we get the werewolf, where we can switch back from wolf to human, wolf to human. Um, I think that'd be so sick. If I was going to be any type of like supernatural creature, it'd definitely be a werewolf. Dude, it's crazy. Oh, so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so, so, uh, sorry, a little bit of a tangent, but if you guys were going to be a werewolf, which type of werewolf would you want to be? Would you want to be like the wolfman type where mm-hmm. you just get all hairy and like grow some some teeth or something or would you <laughs> want to be like the twilight type where you like just turn into this giant wolf and you run around yeah i think and that's a that's a interesting so there's different variations of werewolves right you have like your twilight one where you literally turn into a wolf uh-huh. then you have your for instance like the um the wolf of london uh the uh-huh. werewolf of london yeah um he turns into like a werewolf like a mix yeah between a human it's almost like a humanoid creature where it's like a big like a uh, uh, bipedal wolf oh gotcha and then you have like like uh i don't know like if any of you guys i mean i know you've watched teen wolf but you have like those that just kind of like smaller characteristics but you have like more power mm-hmm. oh, or or like teen wolf the old movie with um mm-hmm. uh michael j fox where yeah. he he like is still like a regular sized person but he can oh 
sorry, I forgot another uh, interesting story about another werewolf of the times. So there's another one where I don't remember his name, but he is cursed to turn into a, a wolf, mm-hmm. but then he, he's like a wolf for 10 years and oh, he goes back to human, but he still has all the strength and abilities of this wolf. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes an Olympia. Yeah. And so he starts Olympian and he starts like winning all these games and winning all these like things from the, uh, back in the day in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I thought it was interesting because that also reminded me of the teen wolf back at Michael J. Fox, um, mm-hmm. where he like turns into a wolf and he starts playing like basketball and everyone like loves this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if that had any, and I'm sure it did, but if that had any, um, uh, what's it called? If influence? They gave it influence, yeah. Mm-hmm. Influence from that story. For sure. I think one thing I was thinking about as you were like doing that about, you know, whether to turn into like the man half werewolf or like an actual wolf. Mm-hmm. Wolf. We don't have wolves. That's what woof, woof, woof. that's that's what dogs make the sound of. They're not wolves. Um just want to make that clear because that's like a pet peeve. <laughs> um, but I would totally choose to like be a full on wolf rather than the man wolf because you know, white women are not afraid of any animal. Like, there's so many, like, videos of them, like, going up to freaking mooses <laughs> and just being like, oh, it's okay, maybe. Like, there's this guy on TikTok oh who will gosh, totally... like a moose, like, cares what you have to say. <laughs> exactly. No. And they just talk to him like a baby, and they get away with it, too. Mm-hmm. So I would like a white woman to come find me in the forest and be like, oh, my God, baby, come with me. Let's go get a cup, a pup cup at Starbucks. Oh and I'd be gosh. like, yes, give me a pup cup. Give <laughs> Just me a pup Brandon's cup. riding shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. <laughs> and you get to spend time with the white woman. He changes back. She's like. What the heck? <laughs> I thought you were a wolf. This is I was just excited to see you. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Brennan's like, so the reason I'm a werewolf, okay, just, I know this is weird, but trust me. Um, <laughs> I know be- this is weird. <laughs> it's because I'm only allowed to do it doggy style. If not, I die. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me Done. to turn back? <laughs> Done. Uh, Done. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So you did it good. Mine was just like, oh, whoa, whoa. Like a chihuahua. You got to be committed. <laughs> <laughs> that actually literally that sounds actually like a chihuahua. Like a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> I can do chihuahua noises, I guess. <laughs> oh I could do like a hurt dog too. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to hear that one. <laughs> Everyone's swerving, breaking their cars. <laughs> like, bro, I'm going to turn this off right now. <laughs> um, Fair enough. So, oh, what were we talking about? I already, I Um Werewolves? Yeah, yeah you oh, just werewolves. told that story. <laughs> right. uh, oh, yes, about Teen Wolf. Yeah, yeah, so... Oh, back to your question. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what I would choose, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I think it'd be... The the common conception is that, like, when you do turn into a, a wolf, like, you don't really know. Like mm-hmm. I said, they, they really... The mythology... They're like the myth, two separate consciences. Yeah. Consciousnesses. All you need exactly. to know. White woman plus pup cub. But you wouldn't even know. That's what I'm saying. Write it down. You can't. You're a dog. Write it down before you turn into the dog. But you wouldn't even know you were turning into a dog. I don't know. Maybe like, you know, kind of skinwalker style where you get to choose. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. If we're sticking with like the original myth, you wouldn't know. Write down a paper. Well, I guess no, because you can still put the skin, like the pelt of a wolf, and you would know you'd turn into it. But I don't know. Anyway, um, 
yeah, it's tough because it's uh, they want to keep it like two separate entities, and that's why they say like, and and it comes along with like a lot of the wolf like wolf hunters and stuff is that if you can find out who the werewolf is, they you can murder them while they're in human form, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's like why they they try and keep it like separate i think is because when they are in wolf form they're almost unstoppable like and the, and then you bring up a thoughts about like the like the silver bullet and stuff mm-hmm. that's very interesting and people think it's because silver at the time back in the day was like very easy and attainable mm-hmm. um and it was cheaper and so you could kill a, like a werewolf with anything like a silver knife uh, a stake with a silver handle or a silver bullet stuff like that um but yeah, anything else you couldn't kill them because they were like insanely strong creatures. They couldn't, you wouldn't take any, they wouldn't take any damage. And if it, they did, it was very minimal. But if you damage them enough and you hurt them enough, when they turn back to a human, you could see the scars or the blood or whatever. And mm-hmm. that's how people would try to like hunt these werewolves. Um, but was yeah. there actual like, um, were there cases of people, sorry, and I might be jumping ahead in what you want to talk about. But was there actual um, people that were killed in the name of like them being werewolves? Um, I, yeah, and that's a, there were there were werewolf trials, and I didn't. I should have like jumped into that a little bit more, but there I didn't. Go. I wish I did. I was more interested in like w- how they came to fruition, mm-hmm. um, just because I thought that was more a little more interesting in my opinion. Yeah, um, but it probably would have been <laughs> good to do that because it it is interesting, you know, like just like how we had witch trials and just like there were vampire trials, there were also werewolf trials. Like Mm -hmm. people tried to find these, these people that they believed to be werewolves and kill them as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but just to kind of hop into how after they would, you became a werewolf, right? Because you have these, like these stories about how the initial werewolves would come, come in, but, Mm -hmm. um, there are multiple different ways. So again, one could be a bite from mm-hmm. uh, somebody that was infected or, or a werewolf. Another one, which I thought was very interesting was drinking the, um, uh, like rainwater out of a imprint of a wolf, which is so weird. It sounds way so weird. cool though. Yeah. At the same like, time, like it's like, I don't know. I thought I think it's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting that like, why would that be a way that you could turn into a werewolf? You know, it just mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense. It's, um, it's a little far-fetched in my opinion, just because it's like, what the, why would that make any sense? How could you turn into a werewolf? But it has like mythical things behind it and like, like spiritual things that if you drink it, mm-hmm. now you're a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. Um, if I could become a, to- a werewolf, I totally would. I thought you were about to say a 12 year old. If I could become a 12 year old. <laughs> if I could rewind time, like, the last <laughs> but what, oh yeah. What would you turn into? Cause I don't know. Oh, or would we have like werewolves, like a uh, Harry Potter, you know how like a, uh, in her, did you guys watch Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah. That's you an know? ugly werewolf. Yeah. yeah. But what if, what if that's like what you have to turn into? Well, okay. If I could turn into a werewolf, like the twilight werewolf, I totally mm-hmm. do it because yeah. Full, pretty much full consciousness. You just have like an anger issue problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. You all of a sudden are super shredded. You never get cold. You look great with your shirt off. And you just like can turn into this huge wolf that's like super strong. And mm-hmm. like, I think it sounds awesome. Me and Dorothy actually do this stupid thing. Dorothy's my wife. But anyways, we do this stupid thing where um, we people we meet sometimes will be like werewolf or vampire. Oh, what? Where we'll like say like, 
which would they be if they are? <laughs> so like we have her whole family down like her sister, werewolf, her dad, vampire. <laughs> like it's just funny, like just based off per- people's personalities. Like mm. if I was to do you right now, like Gabe, you'd be a werewolf. Brennan, you're kind of hard. You're kind of a mix. I'd say you're probably a vampire. Yeah, I'd say you're a vampire. And uh, which it's like totally just like how you feel when you look at the person. Because I'm yeah. fucking white. I think it is. Because <laughs> like we're oh, like sorry. we're talking about or we're like talking about all these people and her family is like telling us we're stupid. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute. Is anyone who's tan and has a lot of hair is a werewolf? And we're like, I don't know. Like it's just <laughs> how it is. I don't know what to tell you. But <laughs> It's okay. Oh, that's funny, man. When I do like date people when things get kind of nice like i do bite them oh <laughs> i always tell them i'm like i don't bark but i do bite i'll like bite them right on to, the like, neck nibble their ears oh man well first like what i'll do is i'll like tackle them onto like the bed or the couch and then mm-hmm. i'll like bite them on the neck and be like girl <laughs> i'm oh, nice. a tiger <laughs> <laughs> you're my prey now and then we fuck i love it it's <laughs> beautiful okay. All right. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> People like it. I don't know. Um, I have actually, a vampire kink, though. Like, there was one time I was in a haunted house, and, like, I was going through a vampire, like, section, and this vampire oh got gosh. really close. Like, this actor, she was, like, pretty hot, too. And I, like, go against the wall, and she gets really hot, and I, like, feel her breathing on my neck, and I got, like so turned on by that too i was like oh my, oh my god i think i need everybody to give me like a bite on the neck i actually love hickeys oh my goodness <laughs> i always freaking like when i'm there and i'm like you know you should leave me a hickey you know just mark me and they're like why and i'm like because i like to go to work with a hickey like it shows like yeah i had a pretty good weekend <laughs> <laughs> my boss has said that before he's like you know um, I can tell Brennan had a great weekend and I had like this hickey mark on my, on my neck. Um, there's one time where I had one too. And this one person, cause I have gone on dates with like witches and stuff. Um, so I went out on a date with like a witch and I came back and I had a hickey. Um, and there's this one coworker, it completely went over his head, but, mm. um, he was like, yeah, freaking, uh, he gave me the nickname Gerald. Cause I guess that's like a witch hunter or something. I have no idea. From some movie, I don't know. Gerald is from, uh, and I think it's, it's from, um, I don't know oh, what's that game. But he's like, that's oh, you because you uh, you like to date witches. And then my boss was like, yeah, he also likes to date vampires. <laughs> <laughs> and totally oh, went over it. his head. And <laughs> it was because I had a hickey. And it's like, yeah, they bite your neck. And, and I was like, huh, hells yeah, I like them vampires. <laughs> um, Sexy as fuck. Fuck. So to kind of hit on actually what what you were talking about, it's funny that that you and uh, you and your wife would do that because the interesting thing is that uh, in a lot of the history, women are seldom seldom werewolves. Like mm-hmm. they're very it's very rare, rare to see that a woman is a werewolf. It's usually always alluded to being a man. It's because it's um, so unladylike. Yeah, and they maybe. don't want to give women power. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, he doesn't mean that. Well, I'm just saying, like back then, like <laughs> back they then were a little yeah, bit. Yeah, back then they definitely didn't. Today, no, nowadays, if you're I'm... a sexy werewolf woman, I'm okay with that. Get at it. Or an ugly <laughs> werewolf bite? woman. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Regardless, do you bite? Hit me up. My number is. Nah, I'm just kidding. I ain't giving that five, out. Five, five. <laughs> Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Yeah, that's we're my number. Copyrighted. 
Ah, shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it was, it's very interesting because it's never like a woman. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just thought that was funny because you and your wife trying to like <laughs> separate people between um, werewolf and vampire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for no reason. With no rhyme or reason. Time. Just because. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it was very interesting the way it came out. And then it has a lot to do or when it came to the Western world, it almost like just in like a lot of these myths like vampires and witchcraft, it spread like wildfire, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it had nothing else to do. For really gossip though. about supernatural, yeah, and, that, and, <laughs> and the I, devil I because they wanted to believe it. You know, now I think back then they wouldn't think logically. In my mm-hmm. opinion, I think it was more like anything that would happen, they wanted to um, just believe it. You know, and now we yeah. definitely think a lot more logically and to kind of stop and think. Well, it's like well, I don't know if this is legit. You know, yeah. But I think back then it was a lot easier for them to um, put aside like all logic because a lot of the Western world is very Christian and they had the Christian ties. And so everything, again, everything ties back to like the devil, right. which is so weird. Um, anything unexplainable, the devil mm-hmm. is, I don't know, stupid, <laughs> but yeah. And then, so now we see werewolves as very, um, I guess, cool things. Like I said, uh, or like we've been talking about yeah. the werewolf is like considered to be very, um, strong, like, you want to be a werewolf. Werewolves are dope. Um, and it wasn't until the werewolf of London that we really started like manipulating this idea of a werewolf. Instead, back in the day, it was like a beast, right? Right. Um, people mm. were scared of it. People did not want anything to do with it. But the werewolf of London introduced ideas of like, oh, the full moon, you know? Yeah. Um, they introduced the idea of like, like transformations into that kind of like werewolf stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And that's where we get modern representation of the werewolf. You know, when you think werewolf, you think of that big beast, lanky arms, big long legs and like a stout shoulders almost, you know, um, hunchback. But back in the day, it was literally just considered to be a wolf. You know, you turned into a wolf and this wolf would just come kill everybody. Um, which is funny because wolves are not really that strong on their own. Like they're pack animals. Yeah. So like in, I mean, they're not like, they're not much bigger than like your average size dog, really. Mm-hmm. Like if you see one in the wild or whatever. So it's kind of funny that like this wolf is going to come terrorize this whole town because they're not that tough. Like, I mean, I, they could tear apart your leg, but yeah. like for it to actually kill you, like I think it'd be by itself, like wolf versus person. Like I think you'd stand a chance. You'd get some bites, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's like a guarantee you're going to get killed. It's, it's more the when there's rabies like, that'll get you. <laughs> probably. But like when you get, if some wolf attacked you just by itself, you know, in the woods, like I think you could probably win. Bear, I think you could just choke it out. Like maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I've fought any wolves in my day. <laughs> they do. <laughs> but, they're pretty big creatures though, dude. Really? Like, yeah. I, just, I don't imagine them that big, but I could just be wrong. They're large. Like if you look at pictures of like actual wolves compared to like, or like, uh, you go, just go to the zoo. Yeah. You could go to the zoo or you, you, like, you can look up videos of like people, regular sized humans interacting with wolves and they're like pretty large. They're larger in life. I would, I would say they're quite a bit bigger than your average like dog. Really? And oh I, yeah. Well, I just am wrong, I guess. But I just in my head, they're just not that big. But it's it's just because like I'm coyotes seen. are pretty small. Yeah, coyotes are really yeah, they're tiny. tiny. But um, yeah, they're I so wouldn't. Cute. <laughs> Still though, I mean, I think you'd at least you could argue you'd at least have a fighting chance, right? Yeah, of like 
like especially because they come at you with their mouth Mm -hmm. so like their neck is close to you like i think if you just wanted to like you could just like choke them out yeah 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 i think uh the other thing too is like people were concerned there's stories where a wolf would be like terror terrorizing the town right so Mm -hmm. a wolf would come every night and it's it's actually like a lot of uh a lot of the stories and i should have i should have actually looked this up i don't know why i didn't think of it but there's a lot of the stories that kind of tie into like little red riding hood because the tale the tale goes is like um that little red riding hood you know, she goes and visits her grandma, her mom, her grandma's actually a wolf, you know, and just disguised, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of these stories say like there was a wolf coming to the town and terrorizing people. They would take kids, they would take women and they couldn't find what the wolf was. You know, they just considered it to be this beast. Um, and that's where a lot of these like stories come from. It was just this beast. And, and that's, I think that's probably where it kind of gets a little convoluted because, Again, like you said, a lot of these these um, stories get passed down word of mouth over a lot of time. You know, a lot of it can get jumbled up and confused, and mm-hmm. and then eventually you get to the point of a werewolf, right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a few other things that and it doesn't have too much to do with it. I uh, again, I really wanted to focus on like origins and turning, and then mainly just the origin part because I thought it was so interesting. I never really understood right. where it came from. Um, actually in the word werewolf. So if you break, so it comes from, um, Oh, where was it? The, uh, the logistic root is from old English. So where means man and wolf W U sorry, W U L F means wolf. So it was werewolf wolf almost, mm-hmm. but that eventually turned into werewolf, um, or wolf, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, again, and it, again, it, it's like the Halloween origins stuff, you know, like I never knew what Jack Lanterns were for. I don't know why, like we have all these ties with like, uh, or I didn't know why we had all these ties with, um, dressing up and stuff. And, uh, I thought it was just interesting to find out like the origin of the werewolf go dates back freaking into the BC, bro. Like mm-hmm. that's insane. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. And, and tales of werewolves. I think they're mentioned in the Bible too. Are they really? I'm pretty sure they are. I'm like 98% sure they're mentioned in the Bible. I know dragons are. Dragons are are mentioned in the Bible? Yeah. I did not know that. Wow. I should probably read the Bible, huh? It's a pretty good (laughs) book. (laughs) You should read it sometime. The goodest book. The The goodest goodest boy. With the goodest boy. Oh, it's okay. The werewolf. (laughs) The goodest boy. Um, I am totally like too obsessed with dogs. I really need one. Like no cap. Why don't you get one then? Because I live with my grandma Get a French bulldog, dude. Oh yeah, oh, I forgot. Yeah, kill your grandma. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Solves the problem. No, I no cap. No cap. Kill your grandma. <laughs> she wants a chihuahua. Yeah. Oh no, don't get a chihuahua. This she is... wants. I told her she should Let get, get like, a, a Yorkie or a short-haired Yorkie because she wants a uh, she wants a lap dog. Mm-hmm. She can't handle a big one, or I'd be like Shiba in you. <laughs> I think they're Shiba. freaking aggressive. They. I had one at one point. His name you was did? Red. Oh really? Yeah, he was so cute. He looks like a so Bye bye. And then my last little bit that I wanted to uh, dive into, and I hit on it already, but the connection between like werewolf and vampire. Um, vampires are really always seen as immortal, right? Yeah, they're always have been like, oh, they've been alive for tens of thousands of years. They can't really die unless you have like very specific ways to do it. Um, but the werewolf has always been known to be very 
more like mortal almost. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's very big distinctions between the werewolf and the human form. Um, yeah. Because typically like vampires, again, they cannot change back to human form, but werewolves can. They can experience life and death just like we do. Mm-hmm. As a normally normal human, you'll you'll grow up, you'll get old, um, and then eventually die. But with like vampires, that doesn't happen. You know, as long as you keep feeding, I guess. Um, I just thought it was interesting, interesting uh, uh, to point out that within all these uh, um, like stories and. Christian beliefs, it's always about immortality and that, that the vampires are seen more as like the devil, you know, obviously werewolves are too, but, um, werewolves are seen a little less because they're not immortal. They can be killed as humans. They can be damaged in the human form, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. What's funny too, is that like, I don't feel like werewolves are, um, as demonic, like mm-hmm. a vampire is like, oh, you're the devil's like messenger. Like you're... You're right. coming to spread evil for sure. Werewolves is like, oh, you're just a ver- victim of circumstance. Now you've got this like problem to deal with. Like, right. please don't kill me. I know you're not really in control of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, it's kind of funny how it's less, um, less calculated. It's more reckless. It's like, just, uh, just you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. You mm-hmm. drink water out of the wrong paw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, it's, 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 uh. It's very interesting because, like you said, it is less calculated. You know, it's it's not as predictable as like a vampire. Um, but yeah, I just uh, again, like I wish I should have. I feel bad because I probably should have done a little more research on like more modern time. I guess modern time, considering like maybe a thousand years ago, like you know, mm-hmm. during those like the trials and witch trials and stuff. But right. I was just very interested by the origins of it all. Um, but yeah, that's what I've got on werewolves. I so love it. <laughs> one thing to add to werewolves, I just found that out. In the Bible, Nebuchadnezzar II is considered to be the first ever and probably only werewolf in biblical text. And mm. as such, he is probably one of the most powerful werewolves on earth, only behind Lacan. As a lycanthrope, he naturally behaves wolf-like. Its appearance is beasty. It has sharp teeth and claws on its hands and feet. And there's actually a uh, verse in the Bible that's not necessarily like perfect in describing it, Mm -hmm. but this is where they kind of get it. And it says, um, and it's in the book, Daniel 4.33, the same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar and he was driven from men and he did eat grass as oxen and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hairs were grown like eagle's feather and his nails like bird's claws. Hmm. And so that's kind oh, of like where they get that. Claws. That's interesting. Yeah, and so he was his a chicken. hair was grown. <laughs> he was kind a of chicken. chicken. <laughs> and kind of when they mean like um, <laughs> grown like eagles' feathers. You know how eagles are all covered in feathers. Yeah, yeah. His hair kind of covered all of them, and then he had hmm. sharp claws. That's interesting. Um, they point out that uh, King like Han as well. Yeah, because that also has like I mean we talked about King like Han as in in the beginning of the segment, but. Um, that's very cool. I did not know that that was part or that werewolves also had a part in the Bible. That's so interesting. I didn't realize that until I was like sitting here and I was like, I swear to God, I've read it somewhere in the Bible. Um, and I think there's like a note somewhere um, in the Bible that leads to it. So I thought that was uh, fairly interesting. But yeah, that's what I had to mm-hmm. contribute, I guess, to werewolves. No. no, you're good. I um, Yeah, again, sorry, guys. I wish I... 
Now, like I'm regretting not doing more research on the uh, the modern, more modern section of it, but I don't know. Yeah, they're just emo kids who are like, oh my God, mom, you don't understand me. That's what all of this is. Like to the crux of it, it's all just the same emo kids where it's just like, you don't understand me, mom. We need to go to Hot Topic. It's not a phase, I'm mom. Now let different. me drink your blood. Gosh. <laughs> I'm different. I worship Satan. Oh my God, mom. You are literally too much like Jesus Christ and, and he you're gives ruining me the best my mood. Blow jobs. Whoa. Oh? What the? <laughs> oh? My God. <laughs> okay. Why does that look, Brennan? It's like you don't even know how to register. <laughs> Brennan just turned off. Yeah, just... Brennan's, I found his <laughs> control alt delete. He just mentioned blowjobs for Brennan the has left the chat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I just. <laughs> his tongue, uh... it's got a weird shape. Like it's gray. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, he was surrounded by 12 men. But you did have a friend, uh, Mary Magdalene. So I'm not I'm talking about credit. Jesus. I'm talking about the devil. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said what Jesus. The, yeah. Oh, okay. No, okay. no. <laughs> That's where I got confused. I thought you were saying Jesus gave the best blowjobs. No, I, was I like, wouldn't make that joke. <laughs> that's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. where I was. I was like, uh, <laughs> no. that's why I left the chat for a few oh, minutes. Oh, that then. makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. I, was, I wouldn't make the joke about Jesus. Satan gives the best blowjobs. Okay. I can get behind that. That makes sense. It's because... <laughs> <laughs> Apes <laughs> left the chat. <laughs> well, that's like last episode. It's like, you want freaking uh, Satan to come get you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh um, shoot. Yeah, I thought I thought like, you'd totally be on track with that. I was confused about why it bothered you so much. No, now I see why. I just didn't know. Um, but it's good to know now. But yeah, like all three of these things, modern day, are just like, oh my god. You just don't understand me. I'm different. It's total pick me vibes. Mm -hmm. like, well, in modern day, and that's the other thing. Like, if we're talking modern day, like today, right now, mm -hmm. across the road, not down the road. Jeez, um, I do, I think witchcraft is definitely more of the. It probably plays a lot more in our society than werewolves or vampires. Yeah, for sure. I, I think mean, like the folk magic. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I think that's very very much more considered, and like, I think people want to subscribe to that idea a lot more than werewolves or vampires. I think right. at any point in our lives anymore. Um, I think back in the day it was more considered to be okay because people were like more of the opinion that these things are a little more, more feasible, um, like werewolves and vampires. Right. Um, but obviously then witchcraft came in and all the same freaking trials and all that shiz and yeah. all the stuff in Europe as well. Like, um, I think it just got a lot more, I guess I do uh, how can I say that? It it almost like spread just like, again, like wildfire yeah. witchcraft. And I think that's more um, prevalent in our day now than, oh, yeah. than I mean, it was. I've gone on multiple dates with different witches. I've been friends with witches before. And like, it's definitely a lot more like modern day um, type of stuff. But there is kind of that pick me vibe. Anyways, let's jump into witchcraft. Let me start off here with just a quick overview. So witchcraft is often referred to as Wicca or the craft. It's a complex and diverse practice that encompasses a wide range of beliefs, rituals, and traditions. But historically, witchcraft has actually been associated with supernatural powers, magical spells, and the worship of nature. While the term like witchcraft itself 
has been widely like misunderstood and repre- mm-hmm. misrepresented over the centuries, it is essential to recognize kind of its cultural and historical significance. Um, and definitely we will get into modern interpretations and things like that, but, um, just kind of a little bit more like witchcraft is a term laden with the centuries of mystery and fear and fascination. Mm -hmm. Um, it really finds its roots in ancient civilizations across the globe. The practice of witchcraft predates actually recorded history with early humans attempting to make sense of the natural world through rituals and magic. These practices are, are like varied widely from divination techniques in ancient China to nature worship among indigenous tribes in Africa. Oh, really? In yeah. Africa? That's like where it started? Um, that's like part of it too, where it huh. started. Interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. It's really interesting too, just like looking um, at a lot of this different things. And just kind of how witchcraft has evolved over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just kind of starting with the history, let's go into ancient origins. In ancient origins or ancient times, beliefs in magic and supernatural were woven into the fabric of society. Mm-hmm. Like this was something that was believed and it was almost like a social norm. Um, the ancient Egyptians had their own magicians and practice, practitioners of magic often consulted with their mystical knowledge Similar, similarly, in ancient Greek and Rome, individuals known as Magoi and Malfisi, respectively, were thought to possess supernatural powers. These early practitioners set the stage for evolve, the evolving concept of witchcraft, hmm. which I think is really interesting because um, they were consulted at this time. Like witches right. weren't they necessarily were seen as like a good, almost like a help. Exactly, hmm. they weren't seen as this like maleficent maleficent like evil kind of um individual or one who made pacts with the devil it Mm -hmm. was um somebody who was kind of just more in tune with like nature right and like uh oh what were those um those people called back like that were like um that would give advice to like the kings and or the gods and stuff what were their names oh i know what you're talking about too they're in the bible yeah, like they, I wonder if that was kind of like what they were considered to be, like those witches and stuff, or which, 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 like, would they be considered to be like consultants almost? Oh man, I can't remember that name. What was that? Oh, I'll find it. Really? Yeah, I'll find it. Anyway, but continue. That's definitely kind of how they were seen um, back in the ancient times, especially like in the Egyptian um, mm-hmm. culture, where they had these kind of like people who would interpret their dreams, who would kind of give counsel and guidance for mm-hmm, sure, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, make predictions and forecast different things, um, which was really interesting too. I wonder, uh, like personally, I wonder if they were just really good at like understanding the social, political kind of situations and being able to advise from that standpoint, or if there really was something more supernatural with them. Well, and they... <laughs> They probably, even if they're, so say there was no supernatural tie, they probably didn't have to be that could. I feel like anyone believed any BS like back (laughs) then where it's like, oh yeah, I'm getting this feeling and this is what I'm like. And I won't get into it, but I feel like stuff is still a little bit that way. Yeah. Stuff like things that people believe they're like, like people's emotions can like influence them a lot. You know, and so if you can convince someone's emotion instead of their brain, their emotion will convince their brain. So that's fair. You know, I feel like they could have had no supernatural anything, and between a handful of coincidences 
and things like that. You know, maybe they could have convinced people they were doing, you know, they like were witchcraft. witches or they, mm, they right. knew something from the other side that no one else could possibly or whatever, you know? Yeah. And there's also like the, I mean, folk magic has been in like our culture for as humans in general for thousands of years, you know, um, people trying to have a one up or a, a reason, I don't know, you know, just a reason to exist or, yeah. or, or trying to like predict the future or whatever it may be, um, or trying to find money. It seems like, so, um, like, I don't know. It, it makes sense how it would, uh, how it would pretty much be in almost every culture. I For guess. sure. Yeah. And alchemy definitely like ties into that because they were definitely trying to make gold and I'll get, um, that's kind of more in this next segment that I have here mm -hmm. that kind of jumps into another idea or perception of witchcraft, which was in medieval Europe. And this is really like the era of persecution for witches. And this is kind of where it starts. And so the per, like the perception of witchcraft took a really dark turn during medieval Europe in the late middle ages and the early modern period, particularly between the 15th and 18th centuries, Europe was gripped by a wave of hysteria known as the witch hunts. Thousands of people, predominantly women, were accused of witchcraft and were subject to brutal trials, torture, and execution. The fear of witches was fuel fueled by religious fever, uh, social unrest, and economic instability. Then, check this out, there was the infamous Malis Maleficarum, which the hammer of witches, that's what it's known as. Like that's what that's translated to the hammer yeah. of witches. And this was a witch hunting manual, which further oh propagated <laughs> the belief in witches and their malevolent powers. What the, they're adding fuel to <laughs> the fire. Crazy. That doesn't <laughs> like, they're all just sitting around bored and they're like, I don't know, maybe it's witchcraft. Let's kill people. And For real. Like, You're right. Like, we can't let these witches just do their thing. Oh yeah. That'd know. be way too easy. <laughs> just let them live in peace. It's funny, um, along with that, like, they were, like, once vampires got um, popular, too, there was 14 books published about on vampirism, vampirism, yeah. whatever, um, in, like, 10 years in Europe. Like, there was zero books on the topic, and then 14 within what? 10 years. <laughs> Jeez. And it's just, like, kind of, it's just, like, they just... People just got bored. This, yeah, they get bored and like these things just catch fire and it just takes over their life and everyone, everything they believe and think about is like twisted and it's the devil and we need to like kill everyone so the devil has no influence on us. And right. Yeah, it's, oh man. And a Religions lot of this- cause so much death. Exactly. <laughs> this was, that's mainly what happened in Europe. It was because like the church is like, oh my God, these people are finding success in ways that aren't from God. Mm -hmm. They're doing it in these other ways. We need to stop Pay your tithing this. though. Pay your tithing. Oh my God. <laughs> Goes to your local preacher. Pay your tithing. <laughs> you have to. You only receive blessings if you pay your tithing. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you think your rent is more important? <laughs> Excuse me, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think building the kingdom of God is better than eating? I'm not touching this. I'm not touching this topic. Yeah. Becky, you look like you can use a few pounds, so maybe this can help you on your diet. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's just a prank, bro. Just a pickle prank. But, um, yo, just thinking about it, I bet you Dick Cheney was a witch. No, I'm just kidding. He's just a bitch. <laughs> no, he actually used spellcraft, 
when he allegedly um, was involved in 9-11. Yeah. Because that's all 9-11 was, was a giant magical ritual. Oh, in yeah. Theory. You talked about this. Yeah. And I think it'd be really cool to one day talk about that. We do. We need to do an episode just so you can get all the Dick Cheney hate off your chest. <laughs> so you, you need a vent session where you can just like, just let it go, let it loose and just educate me and Gabe on 9-11 and the ritual and, and uh, why Dick Cheney likes to shoot puppies. <laughs> so, okay. Sorry to go back, to hop back into what we were talking about. The, yeah. uh, so there's multiple different ways that you could be, they can be considered. Um, which is, so there was oracles. So yeah. the oracles can see like into the future essentially. Right. Um, and then there were, and these kind of like, this is the word that I think initially I was thinking, but it doesn't, they don't directly tie to exactly what we're talking about, but um, an emissary. So an emissary is like a, somebody that knows a lot about a different group or or just in general knows quite a bit of inf- information. And they acted a lot of as a like informer almost to yeah. help guide decision. And so I was thinking that would be kind of playing to that idea of which is being like, like helpers to people, you know? Oh um, yeah, for sure. But anyway, sorry. No, like exactly what you said. Um, they just kind of like, they were seen as like helpers mostly. Mm-hmm. And then all of that changed when you start getting to medieval Europe where it mm-hmm. started to be like seen as a really bad thing. Right. Um, and you know, because of that, Witchcraft actually found its way into the colonial Americas, mm-hmm. um, and it died out in Europe kind of before it died out in the U- the colonies here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fear of witchcraft also found its way into the American colonies. The most well-known case occurred in Salem, Massachusetts in 1962, where a series of trials resulted in the execution of 20 individuals, mostly, again, women accused of practicing witchcraft. These events underscored the pervasive influence of witchcraft hysteria, even in the new world. Yeah, so something that was interesting, again, um, going back to the 20 individuals, um, I find it really interesting that during witchcraft, like, it was mostly seen as, like, a female thing. Mm-hmm. It was very, like, predominantly female in all, of, like, the big hysteria yeah. um, cases. It's like the complete opposite with werewolves. Exactly. Huh. It was, it's interesting. Like men were more perceived as werewolves. And I think it was cause like a physical power, Yeah. but women were seen like more to be witches. And I think it was because of kind of, um, I mean, witches were considered to be brides of the devil. Right. And so very feminine and very like indirect, I guess. And so it would be like easier for a woman. And then something else we don't agree with this modern day, just to clarify, like last time, but also something back then that was seen is, you know, men were very trustworthy, very honest, and they were like very right. Um, were women, nah, they were kind of demonized back then. That's and they so were weird told they were kind of seen as like lesser than, and they couldn't be trusted and they couldn't be honest. Like mm-hmm. they're all, re- they're always going to be kind of sus and they're liars and they're harlots and mm. they're sluts like Just so wack <laughs> all of this stuff that i mean it's in the bible right um it's a good book just kidding <laughs> um so all of that going on and then you have this religious like explosion happening mm-hmm. in europe and in the americas and um witches end up becoming a huge part of that mm-hmm. because they need again, justification why bad things are happening. Right. And so um, that's kind of 
witchcraft in colonial America. Like there's a little mm-hmm. bit more you can go into like the witch trials. Right. Um, and just kind of how that happened. I mean, even looking at Wikipedia, you'll find some interesting, there's a list of the 20 people who were murdered in there. Yeah. Um, and I am calling it murder because, you know, I don't think they were witches. No, I don't think so at all. And I think a, a very common like idea was that there maybe there was one single witch or something like that, yeah. but they were like essentially driving the whole town mad. So they wouldn't, right. wouldn't get found or found out or whatever. Exactly. And it was actually started because this one gal, like she was the one who kind of started it off and then she started mm-hmm. doing it. It was this one who's a witch. This one's oh, a witch. That's right. this one. Yeah. 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 It was interesting, but I guess going forward, kind of the modern renaissance of witchcraft um, kind of goes with the perception of witchcraft beginning to change during the 19th and 20th centuries. The rise of occult movement, spiritualism, and the influence of figures like Aleister Crowley contributed to a big shift in how witchcraft was perceived. Mm. In the mid-20th century, uh, we saw the emergence of the modern Wicca and a pagan kind of religious movement founded by Gerald Gardner. Um, Wicca emphasized the nature of worship, ritual magic, and the celebration of seasonal festivals. This kind of paved the way for contemporary witchcraft practices. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of where it started to become back into modern culture. Right. Um, Aleister Crowley was kind of this kind of far out there, unhinged kind of guy. There's a lot of, like, he's got a lot of, like, uh, writings and stuff too, Aleister Crowley. Oh, yeah. We could easily do, like, an episode or even a multi-part series on Aleister Crowley just because of how much depth you can find about Mm -hmm. this guy. But that kind of ties into modern witchcraft today because in the 21st century, witchcraft has experienced a resurgence driven by a growing interest in spirituality, nature-based religions, and a feminist empowerment, actually. Interesting. Modern witches, often referred to as Wiccans or neo-pagans, practice a variety of traditions that draw from ancient rituals, folklore, and ceremonial magic. The internet has played a significant role in this as well, in connecting practitioners, sharing knowledge, and dispelling misconceptions about witchcraft. Hmm. Um, So just kind of over talking about the uh, history of witchcraft. Um, It's a complete tapestry of woven threads and ancient beliefs, medieval persecution and a modern revival. While its past is marred by fear and tragedy, contemporary perspectives celebrate witchcraft as diverse and empowering spiritual practices, embracing the natural world and the mysteries of the universe. And so a really good thing to kind of tie into there is how witchcraft is involved in like popular culture. Mm-hmm. Um, witchcraft has deeply influenced the popular culture with witches portray- portrayed in literature, movies, and television shows. From the iconic witches in William Shakespeare's Macbeth to the whimsical witches in L. Frank Baum's The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. These portrayals have shaped public per- perception of witchcraft, modern telev- as well as modern television series like Charmed and Sabrina the Teenage Witch which have further contributed to the fascination with witchcraft, albeit often in a fictional and kind of like exaggerated manner Mm -hmm. where a lot of these modern day like witches are seen weren't as powerful as or not. I won't say as powerful, but as kind of um, like magical, I guess, Mm -hmm. as they're portrayed to be like where they point at stuff and it magically turns into a toad or like flies to them and things like that, where it's kind of exaggerated in that Mm -hmm. way. 
Like they have a wand and they just, you know. Exactly. Um, but witchcraft, modern day witchcraft is multifaceted and an evolving practice, which continues to captivate the human imagination. It's rich historical background, diverse modern interpretation and influence on popular culture is one of the highlights of its enduring significance in the contemporary world. Um, and so I guess just kind of like also going on with that, like more beliefs and practices is that witchcraft is highly individual, individualistic and eclectic practice with practitioners incorporating various rituals, spells, and ceremonies into their spiritual routines. Hmm. Many witches believe in the existence of deities, spirits, and energies that can be harnessed for positive purposes. Ritual tools such as wands, athenomies, which are ritual knives, and pentacles are commonly used in magical practices. The use of herbs, crystals, and candles are also prevalent in witchcraft rituals, um, and they're believed to enhance the power of spells and ceremonies, mm. which I think is really interesting because you you see on TV and kind of yeah. the stereotypical witches that they use their wands um, and they use kind of like pentagrams and things like that. But it's not yeah. necessarily talked about um, some of the other stuff like most of this is used to be like harnessed for positive purposes, which I, I actually wanted to point that out. That's yeah, it's very interesting that like. In the actual, like, uh, I guess, belief of witches and stuff, and like at its core, it's meant to be good. I think the pop popular portrayal of witches usually, I mean, if, if you're not like, I guess, leave out like, uh, like Harry Potter witches and stuff like that, kind of, but the idea is that witches usually like are bad, you know, it's like right. of the devil, but I've never thought about it like to be like, oh, this is all good, like they're just right. trying to be good, which is very interesting because you almost see them as like a like a not I guess a hero or like a helping person. Yeah, which is it's weird that uh, that that the idea of witches got so convoluted as it came more to the Western world. Yeah, it's weird. It is so weird for sure because like in in essence, like witchcraft was mostly just um, people can like connecting with nature, like protectors of nature, right. people who wanted to do good, um, almost like hippies mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. a way. And so that's kind yeah. of where they were, but. Um, here are some like common rituals to kind of put things in perspective. Um, and just note that rituals are deeply personal to witches and can vary widely among practitioners because it is so personal. Right. So in the, in these rituals, if you know, are they making them themselves or are they getting them from like, like a book for instance, instance, and then adjusting them to be more catered toward them or do they make this ritual on their own and they create it themselves some of them use kind of like the energies of the the universe to create Mm -hmm. new rituals Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of rituals that are kind of already out there that witches will use there's Mm. spell books that you can use yeah um if you go on amazon there's a lot of them when i was looking into this like because i was trying to see if i could find some actual spells yeah i was just referenced to a bunch of different spell books Hmm. And in these spell books, it kind of had a lot of um, information on how to prepare because there's a lot of preparation that has to go into it. And something else that was really interesting, um, and I've kind of dabbled just a little bit into this for some research, was pendulum magic Hmm. to where you're kind of trying to tap into the universe, working with these spirits or entities um, and trying to find out different information. Um, It's the same with tarot cards. Cause I've right, messed with those right. too. And it's really interesting um, because personally, I wouldn't say tarot cards are 
very magical or mystical in that way. I feel like they just provide a way to look internally by putting out different situations. Like this might be going on in your life. Try and like analyze it and then see. One thing to note is tarot cards aren't like set in stone. Mm -hmm. They give you possibilities. And if you do this, then this, and then this, this is the outcome that's going to come from it. Right. And so it's a way to analyze your actions and your per, like your current state in life versus just saying, and the three devils have shown up and regardless mm-hmm. what you do, you're going to die at midnight on the Sabbath of right. the moon of the China man, <laughs> like whatever they come up with. Yeah. Um, like it's not set in stone. And I feel like that's a common misconception. Right. But some of the rituals that will go into kind of casting spells and making them is first a casting culture. One of the fundamental rituals in witchcraft involves casting a circle practitioners create a sacred space by visualizing a protective circle of energy around them. This circle acts as a barrier between the physical and spiritual realms, allowing the witch to perform magical work within its confines. So it's basically like setting up your own workspace to mm-hmm. practice witchcraft. To start like the, the witchcraft. Like you, you make almost like a, like a safe place pretty much. Like that, that circle, does it cast around them? Yeah. So they're supposed to imagine it as this protective circle kind of protecting them. Right. And so what they'll do in addition to that is they'll invoke in it's an invocation of the elements, which in which is often invoke the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water, as they are believed to represent different aspects of life and energy. Mm-hmm. This ritual involves calling upon these elements for their respective qualities, stability being earth, intellect being air, passion, fire, and emotion, water. Each element is often represented by a corresponding tool or symbol on the witch's altar. And in addition to that, um, tarot cards also tie into witchcraft in that same way because you have the earth, which is pentacles, more of a physical thing, which does kind of relate to kind of stability. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have air, which is swords, which is for intellect. Um, Then you also have wands, which represents passion and fire. And then you have cups or chalices, uh, which represent emotions and water. And so Mm. dividing the tarot cards into those different categories as well and knowing that they represent kind of emotion um, and their water in that case. And even bringing in the zodiac sign, you have your earth, your air, your fire, and your water signs. Um, and so all of it's kind of connected in that way to where the elements are kind of the root of different things. And so invoking that adds additional power since it's Mm -hmm. like the root of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and so going on from invoking the elements to sabbats and estabats, uh, witches celebrate seasonal festivals known as sabbats and the lunar phase called estbats. Uh, sabbats are such as Samhan and Beltan. Forgive me, I'm totally butchering these. <laughs> um, mark significant points in the natural cycle. While esbats, particularly the full moon, are times for magical workings and rituals. During these rituals, witches may perform spells, divination, and honor deities. Hmm. And which is interesting, this doesn't necessarily have to tie in specifically which, with witchcraft, but it does. Yeah. But idol worship is a huge thing. Yeah. When I was going through like a spiritual kind of renaissance in my life where I was trying to figure out spirituality, right. um, one of the things I looked into is deity work. Hmm. And there is like people who worship the Greek gods and goddesses 
or the Roman gods and goddesses. Mm. And they build these altars in their home to them. In their home? Yeah. Wow. That's very interesting. I did not know people did that. And they'll make offerings to these Greek gods and goddesses. Interesting. And there will be one specific god or goddess that will pick you and will work with you. Hmm. Um, and that's kind of like the main deity that you you celebrate or represent. Right. And so it's interesting because you can't choose that deity. It's like chosen you. Yeah. Um, and so you almost like, not that you're stuck with it, but you have to like, then it's just like you have to abide by whatever it says, I guess. And you're not exactly. abide by, but. Yeah, you get you get what I'm saying. It's like, like it's your mentor. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's just because they like you more, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know if you can change it. They didn't go that far in the the video. They just said, you know, these are the deities. Once you get chosen by it, then that's your deity, and you need to do a lot of energy work and spiritual work with that deity. Um, so after the invocation comes the comes into kind of the main spell casting divination or ancestor or spirit spirit work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so starting with spell casting, spell casting is a common witchcraft ritual where practitioners channel their intentions to bring about a desired change. Spells can involve various tools such as candles, herbs, crystals, and incense to amplify the practitioner's energy. Spells can be for protection, love, healing, or any other positive purpose. Mm. Corrupted spells are known as curses and can be used for malevolent purposes. Right. Although generally like frowned upon in the witch community, um, it's still something that is possibly to be used, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time will corrupt the soul. Oh, interesting. So the more that they like use those cursed um, spells, it'll like mess them up as well. Exactly. Interesting. Huh. That's really weird. Cause, and I wonder if that's like why we have such a different understanding of witches here, I guess, yeah. um, than what it was because I, like, again, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I think when I think of witch, I think bad, right? you know, curses exactly what I think of, you know, they're going to curse you. And maybe that's why like we think about it like that. Cause if they are only doing curses, maybe it, it obviously just said it changes the person. Right, you know, they're they're then almost like tainted, huh? That's so weird. Yeah, that's they crazy. become like disgusting yeah. in culture. They're no longer um, seen as these good entities, kind of protectors mm-hmm. of the earth. They're seen as more of these malevolent, almost kind of sickening demons in a way. Mm, that's so freaky. It is. It's really interesting too, um, but it takes kind of a dark road because you know, everything requires power in spellcasting. Like you have to have like, not just like invoking the elements or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's the intention behind it. And then there's also, um, the give and take because you can't just create energy out of nothing. You can't right. just create something out of nothing. You have to give something for it. And a lot of the times it has to be something, um, evil or with like bad intentions. Mm-hmm. And this is only for curses, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, for like good magic, you still have to give things, but mm-hmm. it's not like bad things. It goes back to the root of like nature and kind mm-hmm. of intention there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess moving on from spell casting to divination, divination rituals involve methods like tarot card readings, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. scrying, which is using a crystal ball or mirror or room casting, which is use these practices to gain insight, seek guidance or explore possible future outcomes. Divination rituals often require a calm and focused mind to interpret the symbols and messages received. Mm -hmm. And so it's very like 
known that you can't just like immediately like do all of this stuff. Like it takes a lot of practice. Um, probably I'm sure like a lot of understanding of the history and, and like why you would be doing this kind of stuff. Right. And it takes a lot of mental preparation as well Mm. because you have to mentally connect yourself into the universe, establish that, that like connection to know whether or not it's coming from the universe or if it's just like from you. Dude, witchcraft is so sweet. That's crazy. It is interesting. And something like tarot card reading is probably one of the easier ones, but it Mm -hmm. takes a minute to really get into that like phase because when you do pull the cards and you set them down, they give you a little guidebook. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that book, you can look up the card and see what it represents. And then after seeing all of them or that specific one in the representative Mm -hmm. like position, um, you can kind of put it into context in your life and the question that you asked in the beginning mm. and see how it relates. Mm. Like one of the most common spreads that are done, and it's the one that I've used the most, is the past, present, future. Mm-hmm. And so you draw a card that represents the past of your question or your situation. Then you draw one that represents the current like state that you're in. Mm-hmm. And then one that does the future. And it helps you draw a timeline of, okay, the action that I had in the past is why I'm here in the present. In the present, if I continue going on the path that I'm this going is what to, my future is going to be. It's going to look at exactly interesting. And so it's really interesting to look at that. And something you can also add in there is a big contributing factor. Hmm. So you can draw an additional card and you could be like, okay, so this is the one that's like messing me up here. And so hmm. if somebody was interested in divination and kind of that part of witchcraft, I'd recommend going to a local like Wiccan store. It's not, it's not bad. They're really cool. Actually, you see a lot of stuff Hmm. um, in there and um, just literally using some tarot cards, just some practice. Yeah. And it's not evil or anything like that. Like they're not invoking the devil. I promise you, Mm -hmm. I can promise that. And it's not like summoning ghosts. It's not a spirit board. Although I definitely want to use one of those one day and kind of see. Those would be, yeah, I don't know, dude. I just tend not to want to. I should go look at one of those. I think, I know exactly where they sold one and it's a pretty nice one. Yeah. If I were to grab that and bring it, would you do it? (laughs) I don't know, bro. (laughs) I try to, I don't know. I'm just a very superstitious person. So I try to stay away from anything that kind of freaks me out, even in the slightest. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) But I guess that, that actually ties into the next section that, is kind of worked on and that's ancestor or spiritual work. So some witches engage in rituals to connect with ancestors or spirits. This Mm -hmm. can involve setting up an ancestor altar, lighting candles and offering items or food to offer those who passed away. And this actually ties into kind of a more like Mexican holiday, Dia de los Muertos. Oh really? Where they kind of leave, do some remembrance for their ancestors. They light candles, offer food and just trying to honor them. Um, the purpose of this, not necessarily uh, Dia de los Muertos, but um, in ancestor and spiritual work, the, the purpose is to seek way, wisdom, guidance, and, or protection from the ancestral spirits. Hmm. Um, and just one thing to kind of sum that up is like all of the, the witchcraft rituals is that the effectiveness, effectiveness and significance of the rituals depend on the beliefs and intentions of the practitioner. Hmm. So witchcraft rituals are very personal, like we talked about, and can be adapted and customized to suit the individual's preferences and spiritual paths. Like personally, uh, something I like to do, and you'll see the books all the time on TikTok right now, um, it's called shadow work. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's not as malevolent as it sounds, but it's really working on the inside, like confronting your own personal demons, uh, which makes it even more personal, which will connect you. Uh, now the shadow workbook doesn't necessarily like have this purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it's more of just like a self-help, but by getting involved in your more spirituality, it opens you up to kind of doing more spirit work to mm -hmm. where you can actually communicate with spirits, mm -hmm. which is something I find interesting. Um, but I'm really bad about looking internally, I guess, <laughs> and doing that. So maybe I need the shadow work book, but, um, it's really interesting because I wouldn't mind having a connection to the spiritual realm, like seeing spirits and being able to communicate on that level. Mm -hmm. But so that's what I have on witchcraft. If you have any questions. No, that's, I think that's very interesting. I think it's, uh, again, like I never knew, nor did I ever do any research, which I feel bad about, but yeah. like. I never knew that witches were considered to be like actually like really helpful. You yeah. Know? That is so interesting to me. And I think that's again, a very common misconception between just everybody is that witchcraft and, and like everything in that realm is almost seen as like very bad, but I guess as long as you have a good intention and I guess with anything, you know, as long as you have a good intention, it usually means it's pretty good. Right. But that's very interesting. I, I didn't know any, anything about that. And it, you know what I did f also find interesting is that they can pull power from like, 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 uh, like you said, the, the sun, fire, water, what was the other one? Um, air, air, just earth. like kind of like earthly things, you know? Yeah. That's so weird that they utilize that as their, like, like their enhancers. Right. You know, that's it's, so cool. Right. And it ties into specific, like going on the earth path, like they tie it into like crystals mm -hmm. and how different crystals can do different things. Like the one that I like the most, and it's one of the more intense crystals and they don't recommend people using it just straight off the bat. Mm -hmm. I just crazy. And I started using it. Oh, wow. Um, it's actually obsidian and what it's used for is to like ground you. Mm. Um, but it also helps you confront kind of those inner demons. And so it's really good for shadow work. Yeah. They recommend using black tourmaline cause it's also very grounding, but uh -huh. it's not as intense as, um, obsidian. And obsidian itself is really intense because think of where it comes from. It comes from deep into deep the deep earth, earth. Mm -hmm. molten lava. Yeah. Like how do you get more grounding than that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and then it has the fire, but it's a protection stone as well. Mm -hmm. It'll protect you from bad energy and people who want to hurt you and kind of those spells and curses. Mm -hmm. um, and so definitely something else to think about there. But um, I think that about does it for this episode. Yeah, I think... Uh I kind of hit on everything again. I wanted to apologize. I wish I could have like done a little, I, I should have just done a little more research on like the more modern. Um, again, I keep saying modern, but I guess like in the 1800s or something right in that realm. Um, cause I think that would have been really cool to kind of dive into, but, um, yeah, I hope you guys learned a little bit more about origins of all these things. Obviously there's so many things that we could have hit on as well. Um, different types of, of uh, mythologies are surrounding Halloween. Right. Um, but these were the ones that interested us the most. And I think it's also important. I say, we say this every time, but it's really, it's really fun to, to look these things up on your own as well right. and find out about these myths and these legends and stuff. So we, we implore you guys, we, we encourage you to do that as well, but we love you guys listen to us and we, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Unfortunately, Parker had to head out, so that's why you guys haven't heard his uh, voice in a minute. Um, but, yeah, give us a follow, guys. We we still are hoping to hear, see uh, our DM request or something pop yeah. up. We want to talk to you guys. We really do. Um, 
we want to get your guys' opinions on the episodes and and just the 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 series in general you know um anything we can do to to improve or to uh make it more enjoyable for everybody it would be great um again our our instagram is um shadow valley pod uh we just posted about our our uh, little halloween series here so right um one two more episodes for this halloween series it's going to be uh we're going to talk about some uh uh, movies and kind of just cultural things around or general like modern culture things yeah um surrounding halloween and then we're gonna go into some uh haunted things and freaky stuff like that so oh, some yeah. stuff to look forward to spooky spooky spook spook but i guess uh also feel free to give us an email at shadow.valleypod at the dogenetwork.com again that's shadow.valleypod at the dogenetwork.com um, and sending it to that email address, any of the three of us can respond to that. And, uh, we definitely would like to hear your feedback. Yeah. Especially. And like we said earlier, like I think witchcraft is a lot more prevalent in our day now. So if you like have any interest in that, or if you participate in something like that, we would love to hear from you specifically. Like, I think it'd be very interesting to see maybe what details we got right, what details we got incorrect or things that you guys want to like emphasize or something. I think that'd be very cool to hear Um, as well, even with like werewolves and vampires and stuff. If things that we got wrong or I said something wrong or anything like that, we'd love to hear from you guys. And um, we appreciate everybody listening and just roast me. (laughs) Yeah. Just roast us, destroy us and say we should stop basically. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we appreciate you guys listening and we uh, hope to keep putting out more episodes. Alrighty, you guys have a great rest of your day. This is Gabe. This is Brennan. And unfortunately, we're missing Parker. But this is Shadow Valley.